Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Thank you so much, praise team. What a, what a reminder, especially on a day like today. As, as we gather as, as God's people to celebrate Pentecost. Now, you may not be familiar with what Pentecost is. You know, we actually had a uh, conversation at staff meeting uh, this week about the importance of Pentecost. Pentecost is the third of three really high holy days in the life of the church. We're familiar with the other two. We're familiar with Christmas. We're, we're familiar with Easter. But then we have this, this third day that is, is really important, but unfortunately sometimes, not sometimes, I think probably most of the time, we, we tend to ignore this day. You know, part of it, you know, here it is, summer, almost summer, school's almost out. You know, we have Mother's Day before, but sometimes we have Father's Day coming up right on the heels. We got the end of, you know, graduations, we got star testing, we got all of these things that, that, that are surrounding and, and crowding around this time. It's easy to let this day just escape, probably because we don't get any presents or candy with it either. But we get something a lot more important through this day. So I invite you to go to God in prayer with me as we begin this time together. So let us pray. Dear God, we lift up this moment. As the praise team sang before I got up here, when we don't know what to pray. When, when we feel like our way is cloudy and lost, we can count on the gift of the Holy Spirit to, to guide us, to lead us, to comfort us. So God, that's what we pray for right now. We pray for the gift of your Spirit. Spirit to help us to hear. We pray for your Spirit to allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart to be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So I'd like for, to, for you to picture with me a, a room full of people. Now these people are gathered together because there is a, a special event that's happening in the midst of of those that are gathered. It's a special religious holiday, if you will. You know, back when this script, when we talked about the beginning of the church and, and the beginning of the, the, the giving of the Holy Spirit, the disciples were all gathered together to celebrate something that was important to the life of the Jewish people. 
It, it, it was the harvest of the first fruits. They, they would gather to, to bring the first fruits into the temple so that they can give their sacrifices. It was a called Pentecost. It was, it was a festival holiday. It was a time that was after the Passover that the Jewish people would celebrate coming together and, and the work that God has done helping to bring them from a land of slavery to a land of freedom. <clears throat> Later, that, that holiday was turned into remembering the law that was given on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, the Torah. All of that stuff was, was brought together to celebrate this event. So it, it's fitting that the disciples were all together and then God shows up to do something new and something exciting among their lives. And my friends, I think the same thing happens even today. But we have a tendency to ignore what God has done or what God continues to do in our lives. See, the significance of this event was that it brought together unity. It brought together all of the people from different areas and it helped unify them with one purpose. That purpose was to bring the church here on earth as it is in heaven. One of my favorite quotes from Dallas Willard, who's a, a theologian, he would always say that as Christians, we have a tendency to get things wrong, believe it or not. That we, we, we look at our faith as a way for us to get into heaven, which that's part of what we're doing, but the real purpose of what our faith does is not so that we can get into heaven, but so that heaven can get inside to each and every one of us. So, so that this world, where we are living, and where we are right now is different because we who embody the Holy Spirit, we who embody the person of Jesus Christ, have Christ inside of us, we continue to make a difference because Christ has made a difference in and through us. <clears throat> so that brings us to our scripture this morning. Instead of the traditional scripture from Acts where it talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit, I thought it would be good for us to take a look at something that Paul had to say about the giving of the Spirit in our lives. So here are these words from Romans chapter 8. Verses 22 through 27. Hear the word of the Lord. We know that the whole creation is groaning together and suffering labor pains up until now. And it's not only the creation. We ourselves who have the Spirit as the first crop of the harvest also groan inside as we wait to be adopted and for our bodies to be set we were saved in hope. If we see what we hope for, that isn't hope. Who hopes for what they already see? But 
if we hope for what we don't see. We wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit comes to help our weakness. We don't know what we should pray, but the Spirit himself pleads our case with unexpressed groans. The one who searches hearts knows how the Spirit thinks because he pleads for the saints, consistent with God's will. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I look at this passage, there is one word that, that continued to play over and over in my mind. Maybe you caught it too as we heard that passage read. That word is groans. Groans. The Spirit groans. Creation groans. We groan. All of us together, we are in a state of groaning. Now, it's more than a groaning whenever you have a couple of uncles who come to town and they start telling jokes and they start messing with your mom and all of this type of stuff. That type of groan, that's a different. But it's a type of groan that that, that gives us a already but not yet mentality. That, That God is already at work, but it is not quite all there yet. First, Paul talks about how creation is groaning. The creation groans. This goes back to what was written back in the, in the book of Genesis, where we see how Adam and Eve fall, fell from grace. And we see the curses that are given there about how the land would, would be hard to work, be hard to produce the fruit. And from that moment on, creation continues to call out, to call out for relief, to call out for, for the fruitfulness. It talks about it being like labor pains. And while I personally have never had to experience that, I've heard a lot of stories about how, how challenging that is. But when that child is born, there is this joy. There is this feeling of excitement that you have this bundle of possibility in your arms. You know, as a dad, I've held, and as a grandpa, I held that bundle of possibilities, but I know that there is absolutely no way in the world I could feel the joy as the mom has felt the joy of that child. See, that's what creation is calling out. It's calling out for us to have this newness, to have this the fulfillment in all that God has given us through creation. That's why it's important as the people of God, we take care of all that God has given us. Second, we groan because we have a spirit inside of us. I think that's probably one of the things that's made this week so hard for me is that I know what God wants from God's people. And we just have not been able to grasp fully a hold of that yet. 
And while we have people who are giving answers and giving arguments one way or another over a multitude of different issues, we know that we need to listen to what the Spirit is calling us to do. Now, I'm not one of those people that woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning yesterday to watch a royal wedding, and I'm not saying anything bad about those people who did that. But as the morning went on and as I looked on my Facebook feed, there was one thing that kept popping up about the service. And while the, the service was beautiful, you know, we saw pictures and, and the pageantry that was there, but the sermon that was given during the service was a Pentecost sermon. It talked about the goodness and the love of God and how the Spirit gives us that love so that we can then allow the world to be different. You know, he said, what if, imagine if we had the love that God has so graciously given to us, if we lived into that fully, imagine how different the world would be today. Imagine the changes that we would have. As much as I love our daily bread food pantry, we wouldn't need to have the food pantry. As much as I love to, to hold kids and to, to share with them the love and grace of God, we would have a fullness to where everyone is holding and loving on each other. There would be no divisions. Everyone would look and see a wholeness, a completeness that is given by the great and powerful love of God. That finally gives us to our last point in our scripture this morning. It talks about when we don't even know what to pray, the Holy Spirit groans for us. The Holy Spirit groans and, and prays for us. And I think what an honor and a blessing that is. That when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. When we sit in silence, when we turn off the news, when we come home from work or from the frustrations of the life around us, while we may not know what to pray, the Holy Spirit is there with us praying for us. And as the Holy Spirit prays for us, the Holy Spirit continues to teach us. But the important thing to remember is that while the Holy Spirit is teaching, we must also listen to what the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. Because while the Holy Spirit teaches us, it even calls us and it begs us and nudges us to go and to act according to God's purposes and to God's will. I don't know about you, but for me, that's one of the hardest things that I have to do. 
because I know I want what's best for me. I want what it is that's going to help me to get ahead. I want my power to, to get me through, but we all know that in our weakness, it is God's power that makes us strong. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does whenever he groans and prays in and through us, it helps us when we feel like we can't pray or we have inadequate words to pray. It's fun to be with kids and the youth and when you ask them to pray, some of them say, I don't know what to say. So that's okay. You don't have to know exactly what it is to pray because the Holy Spirit knows what's inside of your heart. And on this Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate that the Holy Spirit goes into our hearts and helps us to see what God desires us to see. See, my friends, the good news is that Christ calls us not to escape from the world around us, but Christ calls us to rush head on and be a part of this amazing creation, this amazing life, these amazing relationships that help build in each and every one of us. So I pray that we continue to be a Holy Spirit-driven church. Part of the passage, it talks about how it's easy to Know things that you already see or hope for things that you already see. But my friends, the Holy Spirit helps us to hope for those things that we can't see. Those answers that are quite not there yet. But we reach out, we pray, and we ask God for that guidance so that we may be a light to the world not our own lights, but the light of Christ, so people can see his love in and through us. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, we ask again for an outpouring of your spirit to guide us, to lead us, to allow this Holy Spirit power to be with us when we pray, to teach us, to, to move us to action, to allow us to be living examples of your love and your grace. Oh God, as we Continue in this week. Give us eyes to see those around us. Help us to encourage. Help us to love. Help us to be your disciples in and through the world around us. And we pray this in the name of the one who gives us life and life abundantly who called upon the Holy Spirit to enact and, and, and enliven us. Jesus, our Lord. Amen.